This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A curveball! It's time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 138 of Brewers on Tap. Lane Grindle with you from Los Angeles. Brewers getting ready to travel back to Milwaukee for game six of the NLCS coming your way tomorrow night. This series right now, the Dodgers lead it three games to two. It has been everything that most people would have thought this series would be. It has been a back-and-forth affair the crew winning game one over Clayton Kershaw and getting a tremendous performance from Brandon Woodruff, who came out of the bullpen, hit a home run off of Kershaw. It was a historical moment, really, when you start breaking down some of the numbers in Major League Baseball postseason history for a left-handed hitter, relief pitcher, to hit a home run off a lefty. And then, of course, you add in the fact that it was Clayton Kershaw, and it makes it that much more impressive. The crew dropped game two last Saturday, to the Dodgers after holding a 3-0 lead. The Dodgers were able to come from behind and kind of steal a game on the road, but then the Brewers, after a day off Sunday, bounced back Monday with a shutout victory over the Dodgers. Dodgers able to win that 13-inning game Tuesday night. It was a heartbreaker for the crew. And the Dodgers winning game five by a score of 5-2. to And now this series shifts back to Milwaukee. Brewers going to need to win two in a row. They've done it. 30-plus times over the course of the year. They've done this before. They've done it before against the Dodgers. They won the first two games of the series in Los Angeles back in August. So it's right there for the taking for the Brewers. And two wins means the crew punches their ticket into the Fall Classic. It is right here. The Brewers are right on the doorstep, and it should be fun. This has been an interesting series. We talked about the Woodruff story. Woodruff pitched on Wednesday at Dodger Stadium and pitched wonderfully, but it's how he came into the game that got a lot of attention. Wade Miley got the start. He warmed up, went through his routine, walked Cody Bellinger to start the game, and Craig Council popped up out of the dugout and went and brought Brandon Woodruff into the game. At the time, people wondered, is there an injury? What's going on? And the explanation is it was a move by the Brewers to set their pitching up for the weekend and to set their pitching up for Wednesday. And it really worked. Even though the Brewers lose the contest 5-2, to two, the pitching and the starting pitching, if you want to consider Brandon Woodruff part of the starting pitching, even though he did not technically start the game, performed extremely well. Brandon Woodruff did not give up a run through the first four innings. He finally gave up a run in the bottom of the fifth, and then the Dodgers were able to break through for a couple of runs in the bottom of the sixth inning. But what it allowed the Brewers to do is get a few more right-handed hitters into that lineup against the lefty Miley, and that helped dictate some more matchups for Brandon Woodruff 
as he tried to roll through that Dodgers lineup. And then Dave Roberts was essentially left with a decision, do I empty my bench early or do I ride this thing out and save some of those guys for pinch hit opportunities later in the game? It's really fascinating. That's one of the great things about postseason baseball is you get outside the box. You think unconventionally. You're just trying to find ways to win that game today. And when you do that, sometimes you do things outside of the norms of a 162-game schedule, outside of the norms of what you might do on June 8th. And that's what made Wednesday such an intriguing game to watch and to watch that chess match go back and forth. So what does it do? It sets up this weekend. Brewers, Dodgers, Game 6, Miller Park, coming your way on Friday night. And it's going to be Wade Miley getting the start. Now he's going to be on full-ish rest after facing just one batter, walking Cody Bellinger and then leaving the contest on Wednesday. Basically, he got his bullpen day in on Wednesday to get himself ready for this start on Friday night. And should the Brewers force a Game 7, Yolis Shasin gets the ball in Game 7. Day off on Thursday means Josh Hader's going to be fully rested. He's going to be ready to go. It means all hands on deck. And when the Brewers have all hands on deck and that pitching staff, they're tough to beat, as we know. So the Brewers will try to force that Game 7 and then hope for a winner-take-all chance to punch your ticket into the World Series. Simply phenomenal. Right now, the Red Sox lead the Astros three games to one in the ALCS in in case you're keeping score. Okay, here's what we have for you. We're going to talk to Bill Schroeder, Brewers television color analyst. He's going to join us to talk about this series. We talked to him before game five at Dodger Stadium. And we're going to talk to Brandon Woodruff. We talked to him before game five as well at Dodger Stadium. We talked to him about his performance so far this year and the role he's evolved into in September and now here during the postseason run. So that's coming up. First, let's listen in to the highlights of the Brewers' two wins in this series. The windup in 2-2 to Matt Kemp. Struck him out swinging. Woodruff strikes out the side of the fourth. Again, he went deep right before the All-Star break in Pittsburgh. 2-2 pitch, Grandal going away. Swing and a high drive. Deep right center field. This ball is gone. Brandon Woodruff off of Clayton Kershaw ties the game. What a piece. for Brandon Woodruff. Medium depth with Santana at the plate, the pitch. Swing the line drive, base hit left center field. Pena's in, they're going to send Arcia. Here comes the play at the plate, it'll be held by Machado. Two runs single, Domingo Santana, 4-1 Milwaukee. One to Braun. Swing to bouncer. Through the right side of base hit. They're going to send Santana. Kemp up and throwing. The throw is cut off. Run scoring single. Ryan Braun. It's 5-1 Milwaukee. One one. Fly ball. Right field. Back on it. Kemp on the warning track. At the wall. It's gone. 
Jesus Aguilar makes it 6-1 Brewers on his second postseason homer. Ready again. Here he comes. Swing in a mess. He struck him out, and this one is over. Canable stayed with the hard stuff. He stayed with the fastball, and he blew Turner away. He strikes out for the fourth time tonight. Wow, what a finish. What an opener. Game one of the championship series. Here he comes Whoa. again, and Braun sends one in the air to left, down the line, and into the corner. It's going to get off the wall. They're going to try to score Yelich. Around third, the throw coming on. He's in. And the Brewers have the lead. Ryan Braun with a scorching double to the left field corner. Before Peterson could finally run it down, Yelich wide open when he hit third. Eddie Cedar had no thoughts of stopping him. Aguilar takes down low and away. Here comes Travis Shaw. He's going to score. And the Brewers lead 2-0. On a wild pitch. Charge to Walker Bueller. A one pitch. Fly ball down the right field line. Going back is Puig on the warning track at the wall. It's gone. Orlando Arcia goes the other way. It's 4-0 Brewers. Arcia with home runs in back-to-back -back games. And that is huge for the crew. Kratz with the sign. Canable again puts the baseball in the black glove. Deep breath and coming back. Struck him out swinging. Again, 97 and elevated. And Canable strikes out the side in the seventh. We head to the eighth at Dodgers Stadium. 4 nothing crew. He has the sign from Kratz. Is all set to work. And coming back, he struck him out looking. And this one is over. JJ strikes out Dozier with a fastball on the outside corner. And the Brewers take game one. Final 4 nothing Brewers. All right, it's been an exciting series, as we already told you. Brandon Woodruff, you heard the home run. Off of Clayton Kershaw, we had a chance to sit down with him, talk to him about that and other things at Dodger Stadium this week. Uh, I don't consider myself a platoon player right now. I'm still early in my career. I feel like I'm an everyday player. And uh, in 2015, when I got the opportunity to hit against lefties, I did a pretty good it's job. It's different for everyone. Um, I think every every hitter has their own plan. But whatever your strong suit is, that should be uh, your plan. But once I got up, I, it was a little bit of a mentality. It was. Uh, it wasn't pitching to my strengths. It was trying to pitch to the hitter's weaknesses, and that's where guys get caught up in uh, trying to do too much. Now for the clubhouse conversation. Brandon Woodruff is our guest here on Brewers on Tap, and Woody, uh, what a postseason this has been for you. Uh, and I want to get into that, but let's first just go back to just what this year's been like for you. A year ago, you make your debut. Uh, you have a good, strong initial showing at the major league level. Then you make the roster coming out of spring training. But you kind of know that it's going to maybe be a year where you're up and down a little bit uh, yeah. between AAA and the big leagues. And that really proved to be the case. But you kind of settled into a role once September came around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, 
making the team this year and then, um, you know, having to go up, down, I think it might have been six times. Um, you kind of knew it was coming. Uh, just one of those one of those years how it was going to be. And then, uh, you know, once September rolled around and, I, you know, had a pretty good roll because I'd started and, and relieved. And uh, once it got September, I kind of knew what my job was going to be that, that September and, and going forward. And I just – Got in a good good routine, I guess, and just kind of got on a good little roll. The relief outing in Washington on that Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, when you look back on things, how important is that outing going to be in just maybe in the grand scheme of your career? Um, you know, huge because at, at the moment, you know, we got down uh, early there, I think in the third inning or something like that, and I came in and um, I think I was able to go to four innings, four innings that day and we ended up coming back and winning. And, and um, you know, I knew – coming in that I was going to have to eat up some innings and, and keep the team in the game. And, um, you know, it was very fortunate that I was able to do that. And then our offense just exploded. And, uh, you know, I think that kind of kind of jump-started us. Most of your experience up to that point had been as a starter. You had, you had come out of the pen a little bit this year yep. at the big league level. But what did that do for your confidence in terms of, okay, I, I, I can also be a reliever that can go cover six, eight, nine outs <laughs> if, if they need me to be? Yeah, um, like, like I said, you know, coming into that, I knew that that was kind of going to be my role, you know, just with being stretched out as a starter. And, uh, you know, it gives you a lot of confidence going forward that, hey, if I, you know, I have to come in that situation, I, I'm able to do that. And, uh, but the main thing is just going out and trying to make good pitches and just to get through those innings because you want to have um, short innings that way you're able to stay in. And uh, so, yeah, that, that day in Washington was, a, was a, I think, a big, you know, confidence booster going forward for, the, for that month and then into postseason play when you have big time stuff like you do uh high 90s fastball big time slider is it sometimes easier when you're coming out of the pin because you can just let it fly um you know i guess i don't really know it kind of depends i guess but yeah you know if coming out of the pen i'm going shorter stance so um you're able to because i don't want to say as a starter i'm not giving it my best effort because right. i am but um you know, when you're when you're throwing shorter amount of pitches, it's I guess it's easier to to really really get after a lot of pitches. And um, um, yeah, I think it's it's played a little bit of a difference, you know, coming out of the pen and starting. But um, you know, that, that was that's kind of tough because you don't yeah. want to say as a starter you're kind of trying to hold it back because I really I really don't do that. I try to go you know all out um, as long as I can, you know, and, and until they take me out. Brandon Woodruff is our guest, and, and you did start game one of the NLDS against the Rockies. You knew it was going to be a, maybe a, a more brief, abbreviated start than, yeah. than your typical one. Uh, take me through just where you were at mentally coming into that, because you can tell yourself you're not nervous all you want. That's a big start, and it's a big moment for you, and it, and it turned out great, obviously. Yeah, when, when Craig told me the night before, after you know our workout that I was going to start, I was, I was very excited and, you know, just having the opportunity to be able to go out for game one and of the playoffs and, and, and try to get us off on the right foot was, was huge. And, you know, I, I, I try to treat that day like a normal day. I went out for BP and did all the reliever stretch and, and everything and just treated it like a normal day. And, and, um, I think that's what, you know, helped me settle in pretty quick. Um, you know, Moose made that, that play against Arenado there, that line drive and made a good catch. And I think that kind of settled me in and, um, but just trying to keep it, as normal as possible. I know these are playoff games. I know these are big games, but at the end of the day, it's still it's still a game, and you got to treat it the same as, as any other game, and uh, just go out mentally and, and just focus on making you know each pitch. 
How fun is it for you to be in the middle of this right now? I mean, two games away from potentially getting to the World Series, and, and you're one of the big contributors. Yeah. We haven't even touched on what you did in the NLCS yeah. yet, which in game one you hit a home run, yeah. and, and, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But how, how much are you enjoying this and kind of soaking it in to be a part of something like this? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm soaking it all in. You know, it's it, going into, you know, with the year I've had and uh, just to be in this position and be able to, to, to be a part of this is – I'm very fortunate, and it's it's one of those you know as a lot of big leaguers who have played a long time haven't had any chance to play in the in the playoffs. So for me, just being in my second year in the big leagues and and getting you know to this point is it's been incredible. So uh, you know these games like this, they're they're incredibly fun, and you just try to soak up each and every day. You hit a home run in Pittsburgh earlier this year, and so I think anybody that has watched you swing knows you you can swing the bat a little bit. You hit a, a, a few home runs in the minor leagues as well. The home run off Kershaw, though, that's going to be one of those that you're going to tell your your kids about and your grandkids about down the road. Take me through the at-bat, and at what point did your feet finally hit the ground after you um, <laughs> actually hit the home run? So, you know, before I before I go up to the plate, they um, you know Craig tells me to take the first pitch, and of course, never facing Clayton, you, he, is to get that timing is kind of it's 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 tough and. Seeing the first pitch, it, it was a ball, and then the second pitch, he, you know, he painted one, and then um, I believe he he threw me a heater away again, and I fouled it off, and then the curveball I laid off of, and I think you know got the count to two-two, and you know my thought process was he doesn't want to go three-two against the pitcher because you know as as a pitcher you want to get that at bat over with as quick as possible, and I was just trying to make him work and. And um, the pitch before I hit the home run, I was just thinking, just, just just foul something off, or try to put it in play, or just fight him. And was was lucky enough to get, to get a good pitch to hit, and I got some good wood on it. And you know, initially when I hit it, I knew it, it felt good. Um, but then you know, I'm kind of running, and I'm, I'm watching it. I'm watching uh, Bellinger kind of take off, and then he pulled up, and that's when I realized, hey, this this ball's gone. And then I touched first, and kind of just blanked out a little bit and just you know showed a lot of excitement and I was just trying to you know pump the bench up and and, and get it going and was uh was able to do that but you know coming into the dugout just was like just numb pretty much and uh, good thing you know that there was zero outs because if there had been two outs and that next out would have happened pretty quick it was it would have been tough to get settled down so um I hadn't really processed at all because I knew I had to go back out and pitch so my main focus after that was calming down, you know, taking a deep breath and just trying to get ready to throw the next inning. And and then it, I guess it took me a while to process what I'd really done, and I didn't realize it was that big of a deal. You know, I knew obviously Clayton's a unbelievable pitcher, and, you know, not, not many people get the opportunity to hit a home run off, off of him. And just to be a relief pitcher and coming in and doing that, I didn't realize all the stats that went along with that. So uh, it's, it's been a couple of days, and you, and you kind of sit back, and, you know, that was it was a cool moment. Another dominating performance on the mound from you as well, kind of your day job, and you got that done as well. Brandon, we appreciate it. Plenty more left, and uh, it's going to be fun to see you be a part of this. Of course. Thank you. Well, he's been around a lot of Brewers baseball over the course of his career. He knows the game inside and out, and he's one of our good friends on this podcast. Bill Schroeder, Rock, as we like to call him, the color analyst of the Brewers television broadcast over the course of the regular season. He and I had a chance to sit down and talk about this team, about this series, and about baseball in general at Dodger Stadium this week. 
Let's break it down. Bill Schroeder, Brewers TV analyst, is our guest on Brewers on Tap. The Brewers in the midst of this series with the Dodgers. And this series has been, I think, in, in a lot of ways, what a lot of people thought it was going to be. It's been a back-and-forth real battle between these two teams. Yeah, and really no surprise, right? I mean, the Brewers, you know, pretty much the entire second half have had games like this. I mean, right to the end, I mean, it's... It's testing the mettle of all the fans and, you know, we that follow the ball club. I mean, every game seems to go right down to the end, and uh, it's been fun. I mean, these guys uh, these guys have been uh, laying it all out there, and pitching's been incredible. I mean, it's been amazing how good this pitching's been. They really didn't get much credit coming in, yeah. you know, as far as the starting rotation, but those guys have been, uh, been lights out. They've been great, and it's been a lot of fun watching them. Is it fun for you to look back on the way baseball was when you played in terms of starting pitching and now how it's – change so much specifically in the postseason and how you manage a pitching staff yeah of course I mean you know back back in the old days not that far you know 80s 90s here you had your starters and you expect them to go six seven innings and then there was only five relievers in the bullpen when I was yeah. playing so now they've got eight nine guys in the postseason out there and um, but uh, that's kind of the way it's going I mean these are the guys that you know the big difference it's always been that way you know in the last 20 years I mean the teams with bullpen seems to be able to get it done and Brewers are uh, stacked up pretty nicely in that department. But, uh, you, know, you know, as far as the Brewers go, you know, this is a year where, you know, the bullpen has been very dominant, and Craig Council and Derek Johnson, Der- David Stearns have positioned their roster and used the best a- asset that they have, their bullpen, you know, as best they can. That does not mean it's going to be that way next year. Who knows? I mean, you got Woodruff, you got, you know, you got uh, Burns, who's going to probably be in the starting rotation. So, you know, it may be a little bit different look to the pitching staff next year. We'll see. I think when you look at this pitching staff, I mean, everybody talks about Hayter and Jeremy Jeffress, who, who's had his struggles in this series, but overall had just an amazing year. Um, certainly Corey Canable and what he's been able to do. And, and those are kind of the headlining guys, right? But maybe the story of this series, and to some degree the NLDS too, has been Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, yeah. Junior Guerra, even though he took the loss in Tuesday night's game, what he did on the mound in extra innings was nothing short of incredible as well. Yeah, and Corbin Burns. I mean, yeah. he did have the one hiccup at home. You know, against the Dodgers, but that's going to happen. I mean, you had two rookies, you know, in uh, game four here in uh, Los Angeles that, uh, you know, five innings, nine punch outs. It, it was amazing to watch Peralta. They hadn't pitched in three weeks, and he came in throwing strikes and doing a great job, and Corbin Burns doing the same thing, you know. So, uh, yeah, unsung heroes. That's what it takes in the postseason. I mean, uh, you, you count on the guys that have gotten you there, but it, it is the guys like, you know, Junior Guerra who, you know, kind of a surprise even making the roster, right? I mean, he yeah. wasn't a guy that was a certain, a for sure guy. And he ate up three uh, three pretty important innings, just not able to get uh, through that 13th uh, yesterday. But, uh, yeah, I mean, everybody that they seem to you know count on down in that bullpen's uh, done a good job. And it is amazing. It's a tribute to, you know, the Brewers organization, baseball ops, you know, David Stearns and, you know, Craig Council, Derek Johnson, you know, putting all these guys in positions to succeed. Everybody talking throughout the year that, you know, the way the Brewers are, are going about this, you know, started, I guess it started about September, you know, this is not sustainable, the way they're using their yeah. bullpen. Well, you know what, folks, it is sustainable. And it's because they, they've, they've used different guys throughout the year and council's given every one of them an ample time off and they, they've, remained, they've remained great. So, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things in baseball, you know, don't make any assumptions until you see the final act. Part of the reason it's been sustainable is because it's not just seven or eight guys in September. It was 10, 11, 12 guys. Right. And now, of course, it's back to that normal number. But when everybody in that pin 
can throw 95, 96, 97. Everybody's capable of getting high leverage outs. That helps. That makes it more sustainable. There's been a lot of drama, so to speak, in this series so far. I think anytime you're in the NLCS, everything gets probably a little bit more scrutiny, a little bit more attention. Mm -hmm. And motivation's always high. Everybody's motivated when they get to this point in the season. But with everything that's gone on, can that be a good thing that can buoy some of these Brewers players? Uh, I'm talking about so Machado, Machado and everything yeah, else okay, that's yeah. gone on. I, I, that was a long-winded way. Of yeah, saying, I, I, I was. I was a little Machado? cryptic. Yeah. Well, I mean, how? I guess the the question is, we all know what has happened there. Yeah. But my question is, how can it be a positive thing in the Brewers clubhouse? Well, again, you know, anytime there's a villain you know, mm-hmm. out there, I mean, it's a motivating factor. I would imagine the Brewers need to get together. You know, they got together in the clubhouse today and said, hey, let's harness our emotions here. We know what it's all about. You know, Machado's done some things in, in this series that have been a little bit questionable. You know, plays at second base, you know, hard slides, going by the back, grabbing RC a couple of times in the leg. And then that thing yesterday, ridiculous with, um, you know, Jesus Aguilar. But, um, you know, it, it, it is what it is. And I think that the Brewers need to handle it in a positive. They need to make it a positive thing and not really – focus so much on Manny Machado. I'm not sure that his motivation is to put the the emphasis on him. I don't think he thinks that deeply. Yeah. But um, it's it, 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 he has been kind of a distraction for his team as he's been the talk of the NLCS, which is a shame. And uh, I think he's hurt himself long term. But, uh, again, the guy's got a lot of ability. We'll see how it all plays out. He's a tremendous player, and he's played well in the series. That's the other thing. Everybody's talking about all this other stuff. Right. He swung the bat well in the postseason in general and certainly in this series also. That was a long-winded question because I've been used to very short <laughs> right. little things like now batting and, and, right, right, and things yeah, of that you're, nature. You're, so this was a chance for me to get done, a little bit, little bit longer-winded. Yeah, you've done a heck of a job as the PA. And I know. You told me that. No, I mean, I, I really think that it, you've been a motivating factor for these guys. And, uh, <laughs> You know, we miss I've had Rob, guys tell me that. We miss Rob Edwards, and hopefully yeah. he's going to get be able to get back at it soon. But uh, bang up job. It's not as easy as it looks. You make it make it seem easy. Well, it's it's not it's not that hard. Well, it, and it's not a long term thing for you. No, know? it is not. But no, you're right. I mean, these guys have been telling me all trip, man. You you really motivated us. You have not mispronounced one of <laughs> a, your own team's names that's yet. That's right. That's that's all. That's all you got to do is you got to try to get the names right. But. Uh, no, we appreciate it. Well, this has been a fun series. There's plenty more twists and turns left in it. We appreciate you being along for the ride and, and spending some time with us today. You know, this is not something that's uh, an every-year occurrence for, you know, the brewers and the people in Milwaukee and all of Wisconsin. This is something to savor. I don't know how this is going to end up and how it's going to end, but it has been an con- incredible ride this year, the way these guys have played and how we've been entertained, a lot of, uh, you know, walk-off wins and great pitching performances and, uh This is something I'll never forget. This has been a terrific season. Our thanks to Bill Schroeder for joining us on Brewers on Tap. Okay, here we go. Brewers fans, this is going to be fun. Hope to see you out at Miller Park this weekend. Again, game six, Friday night. It is Wade Miley against Hyunjin Ryu for the Dodgers. A couple of left-handers. And then, should the Brewers win, Saturday night, Walker Buehler gets the ball for the Dodgers. And Yoli Shasin, the Brewers' most dependable starter all season long, is going to go for the crew. This is what it's all about. Two games to punch your ticket to the World Series. Hope to see you out there. If we don't, hope that we'll be talking to you next week from maybe Boston, maybe Houston, getting ready for the World Series. Have a great one, everybody. I'm Lane Grindle. Go crew.